When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 23. Things... oh. (laughs) (laughs) You paused for so long, I thought it was my turn. Holy shit. (laughs) Alright, alright, try it again. No, no. Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 23, Chapter Titled... Things Change. Oh, things do change. You know what's one thing that doesn't change? (laughs) How we open our show every week. I was just trying to switch things up, and you can't handle change, obviously. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, um, I'm Alden, I'm the boy. I'm Tanya, I'm the girl. Uh, and this is our podcast. We... I'm so thrown off right now. Why? I don't know. Tanya, how have you been? I've been good. Why are you thrown off? Because of the way the show has started. Oh. See, you really can't handle change. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. What would you do if I told you I got into Yale? I'd tell you to go. Especially (laughs) after that whole thing. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. How have you been? Pretty good. Yeah. How have you been? Pretty good. What have you been up to? I got vaccinated. Do, 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 do. I got vaccinated. I just wrote a theme song for being vaccinated. If you don't sing that when you get vaccinated, you're not a friend of mine. You're not actually vaccinated. Oh, yeah. Circle, circle, dot, dot. <laughs> now you get the COVID shot. Um... Yeah, I got vaxxed. I'm fully vaxxed. Well, I mean, I I have my second shot. I got my second shot a few days ago. So now you have like the two-week waiting period. Right. And then you're fully vaxxed. Right. And now apparently you don't have to wear a mask anywhere. It is weird and like, um, God, it's it sounds so narcissistic, but it is so weird that like I got vaxxed and that day everywhere was like, all right, we're lifting the mask mandate. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> calm <laughs> They down. did that for you. It's, and they literally, so like I got vaccinated Thursday. Thursday, they started talking about lifting mask restrictions. Friday, they announced that they would be lifting restrictions in two weeks. That's literally how long it takes for me to be fully. So in Virginia... Mass mandates are already lifted. It's social distancing. The six foot rule is what is lifting on May 28th, which is my birthday. And is two weeks to the day after I got my second shot. I know. That's crazy. It's weird. You can finally hug me on my birthday. I don't think I'm going to. (laughs) I'm still... Social distancing. Social distancing from everybody... Um, especially my wife. <laughs> um, it, it, I mean, it's just such He's a dumb... He's so upset to have an excuse to have to be closer than stop, six feet from me. Stop being ridiculous. <laughs> um, it's just, like, that, how that worked out is so weird to me. Like, 
we've been in this p- pandemic so long. And then the day that I'm good, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we're all good now. I wish you had gotten vaccinated last April. Right? Anyway, um, have we been watching anything? Uh, like, we, we really we haven't. sort of. So we were watching Better Call Saul and oh, literally we, we were just like... Hey, Better guys. Better Call Saul is so good yeah, we're last one, week. We're one week removed from telling you guys to go watch Better Call Saul. Uh, let's rewind a little bit and say don't. <laughs> it's so stressful. <laughs> it's an amazing show. It's so well written. It's so well, well directed. It's too it's well written. So, it's too well directed. It's so well acted. It's I, too well acted. There you go. Um, it feels like you're there. And that your friend is ripping his own life to pieces. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult to watch to the point where I was like, I don't think I want to keep going. And Alden was like, yeah, no, we don't have to. And then went and looked up what happens in the rest of the show and was like, oh, good call. Yeah, I don't usually like I'm, I'm a completionist. So once I start something, I want to finish it. Um, but every there's been a few times now where I'm like there there will be a game where I'm like, I like it but i can't do this mm-hmm. so i will go through and spoil it for myself that way i'm not tempted to keep going i think it's a really healthy sign even in small things like tv shows and video games to be someone who is a perfectionist or a complete like com- completionist completist i'm alden <laughs> Anyway, I think it's very healthy to draw boundaries with yourself, even in small things, because of the fact that both Alden and I have always pushed ourselves so hard to do things like at the utmost level and perfect everything that like we'll read whole series of books and not enjoy the last four. Right. Or, I mean, it really is that serious to us most of the time. So I feel very proud of us when we're like, we equally are just like, yeah, let's just not finish this. Yeah. It feels good. I feel proud of us. No, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of the most recent time I did like, so I've, I've never finished final fantasy nine. Right. And, but I'm a huge final fantasy fan and I love that game. But it's just every time that I've played it throughout my life, something has come up towards the end, and then I end up getting pulled away and not. And so when I go back to play it three years later, I'm like, damn, I got to start from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. And then last year, it just hit me like, I'm just gonna watch the ending, and I did. Mm-hmm. I watched the ending on YouTube, and it was the most freeing video game experience I've ever had. And it was not playing a video game. I think like. The root of all of it is saying, like, life is stressful enough. Why are we stressing ourselves out over these trivial things? Like, I have to finish this game. I've tried to, f- to play it a thousand times and I've never finished it. So I have to finish it or I need to finish this show because I started it. Like, it doesn't matter. And then realizing it doesn't matter is the same as almost like, cutting toxic things out of your life like it really is like a precursor to a healthier way of thinking about things that are damaging and like that they don't actually they're not adding anything yeah so basically we were going to bed every night after watching better call Saul, just feeling feeling, icky feeling bad like i hate that i just watched my friend jimmy slash saul completely tear apart his life and the people who love him 
And so While also being treated like absolute shit, which makes complete sense as to why he was acting like this. Like it was an oppressive situation, but it it was definitely like we stopped watching it and I slept so much better that night. I still haven't slept very well. You don't sleep yeah. well. I listeners, I don't know if you know this, but Alden doesn't sleep well. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but Tanya does. <laughs> um You know what else we watched though? What? Boy Meets World Season 5, Episode 23, Chapter Titled. Things Change. Uh, Tanya, can you please blurb me up? Because it's already eight minutes in. <laughs> the blurb. I said I'm vexed. Oh, I can't sing that. If I sing that, we will get sued. The blurb for this week is, Corey has a hard time with graduation. Okay. That's, True? I guess True so. or false? Mm, true true ish also he's an asshole anyway we'll get to that uh this episode was directed by alan myerson three aliens in 500 trench coats um and it was written by bob tischler and matthew nelson Maddie um, Maddie nels wrote with bob tischler i don't think they've ever written together before but i know bob tischler has written stuff before tish and nels tish nels tish nels I like it. I like it, too. That's their new ship name. For now. What if this is the only episode they're together? Mm. Can't really ship them for one episode. I guess we can. do can. whatever we want. Yeah, that's true. Let's read the ending of this, too. <laughs> Let's read the ending of our podcast right now. We could literally just tell people the ending and then not do any more of the episode. We should do an episode where we start with the ending and then work our way to it. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Why did you say that out loud? Because then when we do it, people will know it's coming. We're going to do it. I just came up with it, and we're going to do it. Or we do it, and it gets really confusing, and then actually, we just be like, play this backwards. I'm going <laughs> to... Actually, I'm going to skip to the end of our podcast right now and tell you guys the end of our podcast. We forgot to do that. <laughs> we forgot to do that whole backwards episode thing. Anyway... Um, now you don't have to listen to the rest. All right. Where so, do we, where do we start? We start in Chubby's. Mm-hmm. It was Go weird ahead. not to do classroom or not. Change is weird. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we start in Chubby's. Uh, everybody's, uh, got letters. Boy, uh, boy. <laughs> Corey. <laughs> Corey. Corey has four envelopes. Corey has four envelopes that he has stolen out of the mailboxes. Which we find out when Topanga says... You stole those from our mailboxes. And Angela's, Angela's like, that's a federal crime. And Sean goes, I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> um, and it's four letters from Pembroke. Penbrook. To tell them whether or not they made it in. They're all small letters. Just one envelope. It's, there's no packet, which I always like in other shows. They're always like, well, if it's a big packet, that's a good thing. And if it's not a big packet, then it's... A, deni- a letter of denial. I think that's just a show thing because it's more dramatic. Well, they didn't do it in this show. It's more dramatic to open a big package. No. Um, uh, tis- Tischler? Tischnells. Tischnells. What did we say their ship name was? <laughs> Tischnells. Tischnells uh, is going for realism here. Very true with this episode. Yeah. So they, of course, one by one open their, their letters. It starts with Topanga, who is the obvious gonna get in yeah and they she like really, sings about it they She's really excited. went about this the wrong way topanga goes first then angela goes not everybody can get in 
but I did. And then Corey uh, is like, oh, they let me in too. They let this idiot in. Or they said they're idiots. And then Corey goes, all right, not going to lie. This is the tough one. Just starting out, starting out strong, Corey. Ugh. So what happens, Tanya? So he says, oh, this is the tough one. Let's be honest here. And Sean, you know, doesn't even bat an eye. He just starts to open his letter and he's like, I'm waitlisted. And Corey's like, what? What do you mean you're waitlisted? Like, we have to go to college together. And Sean's like, it means that if they don't fill all the spots, then I will be accepted. And Corey's like, I'm going to make this happen. And Sean says, what are you doing? Like, we're, we'll still be friends. We'll always be friends. And Corey says, everyone always says that. Uh, okay, and, Corey. And, you know, then Corey is just like, yeah, I'm going to make sure that you get in. And we go to the hallway. At school. He's got, like, his arm around this guy, and he's just like, oh, so you got into New Jersey Turnpike Community College, and you want to go to Pembroke? Why would you want to go to Pembroke over Turnpike? And he's like, my whole family went to Pembroke. It's very important to me. And as he's saying that, Topanga starts to walk by, and Corey's like, hey, Topanga, Topanga, your honest answer. Would you rather go to Turnpike or Pembroke? And Topanga's like, oh, who would want to go to Pembroke? Yuck. I would want to go to Turnpike. And the guy's just like, why? And she's like, I mean, it's the best school and they have a promiscuity problem. And she starts going on and on and on about how there's like a girl or like 10 girls for every guy. and You can just like date a different girl every day and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, you've given me a lot to think about and like walks away thinking. And Topanga immediately is just like, I cannot believe I am helping you with this. Do you understand how crazy you are? Thank you, Topanga. I know you just said that in passing, but it's very accurate. This is insane. But I mean, immediately after she says it, he grabs another guy and he's like, hey. Hey, what? Barry. Barry. What, did you did you think more about what we talked about? And he's like, think about it. I'm doing it. I'm giving up Pembroke. I'm going to Tahiti for six years. And Topanga's like, wait, 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 wait. Barry, you got a full scholarship to Pembroke. And he goes, yeah, my dad, I told my dad he was super mad. He took a swing at me. Ugh. Uh, so Corey is dismantling this kid's life. Yeah. And only to also dismantle Sean's life. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So then we get to, like, Corey, the next scene, Corey bursts into this door. Well, after he says, Topanga says, hey, if it's meant to happen, it'll happen. And Corey says, if it's not meant to happen, I'll make it happen. And he busts in to the dark room. Where Sean is working. I guess he works at a, a photo lab or a photo studio at this point. And it's his after school job. And Sean immediately like shuts the door. And he's like, Corey, you can't have that door open. Like you're exposing this film. And he's like, but it's dark in here. And Sean's like, yeah, it's a dark room. And he proceeds to keep doing his job. And he's like, I love it here. I'm learning so many things. Um, look, I can do this now. And like my boss taught me how to do it. And he's letting me do this. And Corey's just like, well, you know, you could go to college and learn how to do this professionally. 
And Sean's like, but why? Yeah, he says, you wanted me to be smart. I'm being smart. I'm weighing my options. I'm I'm exploring my options. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, I, I, this, I'm good at this, and I enjoy it. Like, oh, my God, look at this. This is so cool. And, and Corey he's, belittles he's, him and says it's just a hobby. Well, yeah, Corey says it's just a hobby. And Sean is so excited about this picture. And he's like, I, no, my picture developed. I'm, look at this. This is such a great picture. And he says, what do you think to Corey? And Corey's like, I think you haven't been listening to a word I said. And then Corey like storms out and Sean puts the picture up that he was so proud of. And it was Corey. It was a picture of Corey. Yeah. <sighs> oh, indeed. Anyway, so we, we... We go to the kitchen. The Matthews kitchen, yeah. Um, Amy has two samples of uh, wallpaper on the island and um, Eric is looking at them. He's just like, duckies! So he likes the ducky wallpaper. And Amy's trying to convince Alan to come pick which one he would like better. And he comes over and he picks one after like what felt like 20 minutes of well, him he, arguing yeah. with her about picking wallpaper. And he picks not the duckies. And she gets very upset and like throws the other one in the trash. And Eric's just like, duckies rule. Yeah. And Topanga comes in the back door and she's just like, oh, wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And I, then, so e- Eric goes on a whole long thing about how, like, amazing duckies are, and Corey walks down the stairs while Eric's talking, and Eric is like, oh, you know, duckies are great because you can feed them crackers, and you can ride on them, and they're like the, they're like the horses of the sea, <laughs> and Corey's like, somebody please explain to me what's going on before I hit him, <laughs> and they explain that they're picking out wallpaper for, uh, Corey's room, basically. And Eric is like, oh, I grew up with duckies and I turned out just fine. And then he like twitches. Yeah. And they explain to Corey, like, this is going to be for the baby in your room. And Corey's like, why are we trying to, why are we trying to move us out so quickly? And they're like, Corey, when you go away to college, this room is going to be for the baby. Like, you'll be gone. And he's like, well, I just, I don't understand why, why everyone's trying to move so fast and everything's trying to change. And, uh, um, he, he says like, we, we got to slow down. Like we we're we're supposed to live our full lives together. Like we're supposed to do the same things. We're supposed to go to the same school. We're supposed to get the same job. We're supposed to live together in the same town. We're supposed to die together and we're supposed to be buried together. And, um, it's very obvious that everyone thinks that he's a neurotic mess. And he says, fine, I'm leaving. I'm going to go have my usual at Chubby's. And so we cut to Chubby's. Corey is there with Sean, though. So I guess he was there to to, to have his usual with Sean. Mm-hmm. And Sean starts talking about how proud he is of, of his job and how good he is at it and how his boss told him, you could do this full time. Like, as after you graduate, you could be full time. Well, I mean, everyone's there. Because Angela is saying, like, did you tell Corey the news? Because Angela is very excited mm, for Sean. That's she true. is proud of him and supportive of him the way everyone should be. And he says, like, I can do this full time as soon as I graduate. And my boss is teaching me everything. Like, I'm really excited about it. And then he also is just like, also, I got a letter from Pembroke. So he goes to open it. 
and he reads it and he says, I got in. And Angela says, congratulations. And Corey says, thanks. And Topanga says, Corey, I'm pretty sure she was talking to Sean. And Corey goes, why? What did he do? Oof. <laughs> um, yeah, if, if any of you are playing a drinking game where you take a drink every time Shania go- Shania? <laughs> I love it. It's my new name. Oh, we're never recording late on a Saturday again. Um, every you time you say that now, but it's going to be again next week. I know. Uh, every time Tanya goes, "Ugh, you got to take a shot." Anyway, back to the episode. Please don't die of alcohol poisoning. Ugh. <laughs> um, that was Alden. Don't drink anything. That's <laughs> no. Take it back. Throw up the shot that you took earlier. Spit it in the sink. Um. So anyway. Uh, so, Cor- Sean is Sean gets in, and there's the big excitement, and Sean immediately is just like, hey, I think I'm going to take the job. Well, Corey stands up and goes, everybody, I have an announcement to make. My best friend, Sean Hunter. And Sean stops him, and he goes, I think I'm going to take the job. And Corey goes, is about to throw away his life and then to the s- whole restaurant. Yeah. And he starts just, like, yelling at Sean about the fact that, like, he's throwing his life away, he's making bad decisions, and he doesn't want to watch his best friend do that, and they're supposed to be together. And All throughout this, though, Topanga has said that she has a letter. She has a letter from Yale. She, she... wants to go to school with Rory. She... Gilmore. Oh, not Corey. Rory. Yeah, makes complete sense. It does. Um... Rory and Topanga. Man, that would have been quite the spinoff. It would have been the worst relationship of all time. The two of them together? It would have been terrible. You're right. Yeah, it would have been awful. Roy already had Paris to deal with. Can you imagine she had Paris and Topanga to deal with? Yeah. Well, and I'm assuming, like, Topanga replaces... Uh, what's his name? What's um, dude from Heroes? Oh, Jess? Yeah, Jess. I kept wanting to say Jack. Um, like I, as Topanga, uh, yeah, Topanga's the the Jess, the love interest. Oh, and it would be the worst. But so was to, so was Rory and Jess. Uh, I think Rory and Dean were way worse than they, Rory and Jess. They were also very bad. Yeah, Rory's very bad at picking partners. Topanga yeah. would have been the worst it's one though. Awful every time. Yep. Anyway, we love Gilmore Girls though. <laughs> We wouldn't if we did a podcast though. We'd be so mad at Rory every damn week, like the same way that we're mad at Corey when he does this stuff. Corey and Rory have very similar neurotic tendencies. What were we talking about? Um, the fact that Corey is yelling at Sean. Meanwhile, Topanga is saying that she got a letter from Yale. Oh, and she's basically arguing with Corey, like back, because of the things that he's saying to Sean mm-hmm. match. Mm-hmm. what her thoughts are about going to Yale. So she's kind of like arguing back and forth, but they're not really talking to each other. It was kind of a, it was, it was really a, well-written. It was a really cool sequence. Yeah. So anyway, Topanga opens the letter. or well, Angela a- opens the letter. Right. Um, and tells Topanga that she made the wait list. And she's super upset. Mm-hmm. And Corey is like, why are you so upset? Uh it's not like Sean could get into Yale. You could barely get into Yale. And now Corey's being an asshole. 
now Corey's being an asshole. He's been an asshole his whole time. Well, now he's being an asshole to Topanga. So now he's been being an asshole to his best friend and his girlfriend. And poor Angela has to be a part of all of it and act like this is completely normal. Yeah. When it's not. Anyway, I mean, it's normal for her. So now we go back to the photo place that Sean works at. Um, Corey is there now with Jack trying to tell Jack that he needs to fix his brother and tell his brother that he needs to go to school and he shouldn't be working at this job anymore. And... And Jack is like, or Corey's like, do you understand why I need you to do this? And Jack is like, yeah, because Sean is tired of listening to you go on and on about this. And Corey's like, yeah. So Jack goes over. uh, Sean's boss is there. And Sean's boss is just like, Sean, you're just so good at this. Like, if you keep this up, I'm going to be working for you. Mm -hmm. And tries to tell Jack, like, how great Sean is. Jack jumps in and he's like, listen. I need you to, to uh, be careful. You're making him throw his life away. He needs to go to school. And and Sean's boss, like, stops him. And he's like, hold on a second. You ever, you ever consider modeling? And immediately, like, now Jack is a model. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's modeling and modeling and modeling. And he's having a great time and doing a great job. Meanwhile, Corey is still just harping on Sean while Sean is trying to do his job. Um, his boss is like, Hey, can you go get Terry? And so while Corey is like yelling at Sean about everything he's doing wrong. When he's saying like, and Sean makes such a good point. Corey says, why would you throw away your life for this? And Sean says, because I enjoy this. I belong here. I feel Mm -hmm. like this is what I'm good at. Like I've never felt that way about high school and I'm pretty sure I won't feel that way about college. Yeah. So Sean walks away, grabs Terry, comes back. She's in a bathing suit. Um, He's like fixing her hair. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. And Corey is like, I still don't understand why you would choose this. Um, And Jack, in the meantime, is like super stoked because he's a model with these hot girls in bikinis. And he's like, I am quitting school. I'm going to be a model forever. Yeah, he says, "Why, why am I in college? It's so I can get a good job so I can get one girl like this? Right now, I've got two girls like this. I'm never leaving. And Corey goes over and, like... Rips him away. But not just rips him away, like, shoves the girls off of him. Like, it was very violent. (laughs) It was very aggressive. And then he rips Jack away. Yeah. So, anyway, now we cut to uh, Mr. Feeney's house. Corey's banging on the door at Mr. Feeney's house. And Mr. Feeney opens the door and he's like... Mr. Matthews, I have a doorbell. And Corey then rings the doorbell. And Mr. Feeney's like, I am going to regret this, aren't I? And Corey's just like, I need you. This is the last resort. I need you to talk to Sean. And he's like, oh, like, fancy that. I was just on the phone with him. And he's like, good. So did you tell him? And he was like, I told him I support him in his decision. He said, I gave him my blessing. And Corey goes, what are you, the Pope? Which <laughs> very funny joke in the middle of your shittiness, Corey. And um, Corey is upset with him. Mr. Feeney starts saying, like, things change sometimes. Like, sometimes things just have to change. Like, myself, I'm thinking about retiring. Well, he says he says something like, even with teachers. And Corey's like, why do I feel like everything you say has mm. a hidden meaning? And so Mr. Feeney goes and sits him down at the little, like, 
uh, bench in the Matthews backyard and is like, I'm retiring, Corey. And Corey's like, wait, what? He says, you love teaching. It's who you are. If you aren't uh, George Feeney, the teacher, you're just crazy George next door. And Mr. Feeney's like, well, you know, I've, I have things that I like to do and they're offering early retirement and I think I'm going to take it. Maybe I can become Crazy George of Jackson Hole. He's just going to sit out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, reading books and, and enjoying God's creation or something, he says. I want to be Crazy George of Jackson Hole. Yeah, I figured you'd be super into that idea. I and, really do relate more to Mr. Feeney than anyone else on this show. And Corey says, "What are? did you guys all get together to ruin my life? Like, all of these people. This is narcissism. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Blatant narcissism. We all know people who are like this. So Corey, I mean, so Mr. Feeney goes inside and and it cuts to Corey like so sad on on the on the chair outside all by himself, just like looking up at the sky like, how could you do this to me, God? Um, and Morgan <sighs> comes out sweet and she's very sweet. Like there's no snarkiness. At all. I feel like we've got to get through this episode quick because we're being so negative. Morgan is not being snarky at all. She's just super sweet. She's mm-hmm. like, mom wanted me to come and check on you. How are you doing? And Corey's like, ugh, uh, how about you? How are you doing? She's like, I got a 60% on my history test. And he's just like, oh, like those problems. And he says, promise me you're not going to do anything silly like not go to college and get a job or have a baby or um, I don't remember what else, but she goes, Corey, I'm still a little girl. And he's like, Oh, some things never change. I'm going to take you to Chubby's where, where I can have the only two constants in my life. And we cut to Chubby's. And the first thing that Morgan says to Corey is, Corey, you're going crazy. Yeah. And that, again, no snarkiness. She's being completely serious. Yeah, and Corey's like, yeah, I was in this booth when I was told I was going to have a sister, and, like, this is the one place where where nothing ever changes. And... um, The waitress comes over. Well, and he... So he, he starts going... Like, she's... He's going on and on about how perfect this is for him, because... uh. This is where everything is right with the world. And Morgan, who has now picked up on Corey's narcissism, uh, says, oh, thanks. I'm having a great time with you, too, Corey, which was <laughs> and she's perfect. Back. And but that's when the waitress comes over and, and Morgan immediately goes and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> um. So immediately Corey orders like two chubby's burgers or whatever and fries and two root beers and the waitress starts rattling it back and she's just like she names them different buccaneer burgers and he's like wait what are you talking about why would they be called that and that's when he realizes that she is dressed as a pirate and he's like what is happening she's like oh well it's not chubby's anymore and like shows the sign it's peg leg pete's Mm -hmm. and he's like what? What happened to Chubby? And he's like, she's like, he moved to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. <laughs> so it like, 
pans out and cuts back and and the waitress comes over and she's like you've been sitting here for three hours now right i will say there is a very important part that we missed here and that is where the pirate waitress has just repeated the order in pirate speak and he's like why did what what happened and morgan's sitting there going Please don't tell him. Please don't tell oh, him. Yeah. Oh, please, please, please don't tell him. I loved this scene for Morgan's, like, awareness of her crazy brother mm-hmm. and, like, how all of this is going to affect him and how he's going to react to it. Yeah. Like, she knows, oh, my God, something else is changing. He's not going to be able to handle it. Right. Um. So, anyway, it cuts to three hours later. He's still in the booth. Morgan's gone. I guess she went home by herself. How far away from... Their house is Chubby's. It must be around the corner. Has... They've been going there for forever. Right. But, um, so Corey is there by himself until Morgan walks back in with Eric. And she's like, look, I told you he's going crazy. And Eric walks over to him and he's like, oh, having a hard time with change, aren't you? And what does he say? He says... Yeah, I I had a hard time when I graduated, too. I had to take a year off because I was afraid of change. And uh, Corey's just like, you didn't... Oh, Morgan. Morgan Morgan says, "Um, you didn't have the grades to get into college. And Eric is like, go away, go away, go away. Um, And so Eric gives a whole speech about how, like... Things change and you can choose to react negatively or you can choose to embrace it and act positively. And if you embrace it, then it makes things better. And it's a really good speech. Um, And I guess it hits Corey because then all of a sudden all of his friends come in. Well, and then Eric goes, can I get a Buccaneer burger? And then he goes, oh, I get it, pirates. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And... Um, the waitress brings over another Buccaneer burger for Corey and is like, at least try it. And so he takes a bite out of it. He's like, it's really good. Well, he says, if I'm not trying it, because if I do, then Chubby's doesn't exist anymore. Like, no, Corey. Things have moved on. Also, while they were standing there arguing, by the way, I forgot, they do the whole, like, booth changing thing. Mm -hmm. Where Corey is like, you can't just change the booth where I, where I sat i i reconciled with topanga seven or eight times or sean and i sat here dressed as women for whatever reason i don't even remember why we did it and while he's doing all this they completely pull away the booth and replace it with this like pirate Pirate. motif yeah um but sean comes in or everybody comes in and sean is like how could they change this and Corey hands him the burger and sean takes a bite and he's like oh okay this is good all I want after that scene is just a basic cheeseburger from McDonald's. I love just the plain cheeseburgers from McDonald's with like pickles and mustard and ketchup. And I want one so bad right now because that's exactly what it looked like. And it probably was. This episode is brought to you by McDonald's and angry people. <laughs> <laughs> Who's angry? Both of us. I'm not angry. Or angry at Corey. I'm not angry at Corey. Anyway. So... um. They sit there and Corey's like, look, Topanga, you know, you you need to go to Yale. You got to go. It's important. Sean. She says before he says that, she's like, I've thought a lot about it. Oh, we forgot. Topanga came to the backyard after the whole Feeney situation. No. No, this is later. Wait. 
We missed Topanga coming to the backyard. After he talks to Feeney, Topanga comes in the backyard and he finds out that she actually got accepted to Yale. Then he's alone on the bench. We're so bad at podcasting. Why do you guys even listen to us? I want to record the whole episode over <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. So Topanga is like, I want to be with you. And Corey's like, I want to be with you too, but I also want you to do what's best for you. We can make this work. It'll be fine. And um, then and then he says to Sean, I still think you are destroying your life, but I accept that. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So anyway, Corey is like, yeah, and, and despite all that, and even like... Things change. Like, even Mr. Feeney's retiring, and Eric screams, like, so loud that me, as a person who edits a podcast every week, like, I could see the the sound waves hitting mm-hmm. the top of the screen. Like, it broke the microphone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric is like, but how, how could he do that? He's my mentor. Like, oh, he's going to, and, and Corey says he's going to Jackson Hole, and Eric goes, is, is that in Philadelphia? And Jack goes, no, it's in Hawaii, you idiot. And Corey, is, he, he's like, Corey, how can you just sit there and not be upset? And Corey's like, things change. <laughs> so now we cut to the post credit scene, backyard again. Backyard again. Backyard again has been a theme in our house this week because our oldest child, who is almost 17, has been singing backyard again songs at the top of his lungs all week long. Is that true? Yes. I don't know. I, I listen to Critical Role. <laughs> In fact, he's been singing the surfing one over and over and over again. Interesting. Way to tie that in. I know. Eric is standing in Mr. Feeney's backyard screaming and... Um, he's holding a surfboard. Holding a surfboard, wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And board shorts. Mm-hmm. And Feeney comes out and again, he's just like, I am going to regret that I came out here. And Eric is just like, Mr. Feeney. And he starts saying like things in... Um, surfer speak. In surfer speak. Let's go catch some waves, dude. And Mr. Feeney's like, do I dare ask like what you are doing right now? And he's like, yeah, we're going to Jackson Hole, Hawaii. And Mr. Feeney's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Bitch in shorts, dude. <laughs> Definitely the first time we've heard bitch on Boy Meets World, and it was from Mr. Feeney. Yep. Um, but he Bitchin goes, is very different from just bitch. No, it's true. But um, Mr. Feeney is like, do you even know where Jackson Hole is? And Eric says, Hawaii. And Mr. Feeney goes, no, it's in Wyoming, you... Uh, it's in Wyoming, you macadamia nut. <laughs> and Eric goes, "What do they have in What do they have in Wyoming?" And Mr. Feeney says, "Just God's quiet creation." And Eric goes, "If if I stay quiet, will you stay here?" And everyone in the whole planet went. Oh, literally, like, I felt like a gut punch. And Tanya's about to cry now, even as we talk about it. I'm just tired. My eyes are watering from exhaustion. So, uh, Tanya. Yes. How did you feel about this episode? Okay. So hear me out. I know what we had to say was a lot of negativity. 
Yes. But I loved this episode. Okay. Here's why. One, I thought it was the most realistic representation of narcissism that I've ever seen on television. Okay. I loved that everyone kept calling kept calling him out for it. Yes. I loved that despite everything, Sean was still trying to make his own choices. Like, Corey was just, like, going and going and going and going. And Sean knew that he would keep going, and he was not relenting. Now... Spoiler, we know that he does relent, but just for this episode, like, he was holding his ground. Like, he knew that Corey was going to jump down his throat by saying, I think I might take the job. He knew he was inviting that into his life, and he still was standing his ground. Loved that. I actually liked Topanga in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, she wasn't being naggy. She was dealing with something on her own that... No one was even paying attention to, like, yeah, at all. And what a thing to have to it's be dealing with. Huge. And her boyfriend wasn't there, like, supporting her or comforting anything. her or anything. Yeah. Like, so I, for the first time in a long time, I felt for Topanga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that she played it really well. Like, she played this sort of like quiet. Um, tumultuous thing happening to her in a very understated and perfect way. Um, And then Eric was incredible. Mm -hmm. He's like in these blips of scenes and he stole the show again. Yeah. So I actually love this episode. I think it's important for people to see themselves in a character like this and be able to reflect and go, oh, I'm being like this with people. Now, true narcissists don't generally self-reflect. Right. Um, But I think there are built narcissists, people who don't necessarily start out that way, and it kind of builds to that level, and I think those people are capable of self-reflection. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely think there are people who aren't narcissists but they have at the their trait. soul, but they do narcissist, nar- narcissistic things. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, people deep down aren't going to change that about themselves. But the people who deep down are good people will change that if can change that. And that's not to say that if you are, you know, a narcissist that is going to therapy and trying to figure out how to better yourself, that you're not a good person. Like, no, what I'm saying there is that deep down you're a good person. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I think that, that any narcissist could be a good person. Okay. Like, I, I think that it is a thing that is kind of set off in the brain that a lot of people don't realize that they are that way. And yeah. that it takes someone, you know, a lot of times a narcissist will go to therapy for another reason. And then it's unveiled like, oh, this is, we're going to walk you through this. Right. And then they're on the road to becoming a better person with other people. That doesn't mean that they're a bad person inherently. Yeah. Like most of them have no idea. I've never known a narcissist who actually knew they were a narcissist. Like they built their world around blaming everyone else for their problems while also kind of um, centering themselves 
as the catalyst for everyone else's lives as well. So I don't, I don't think that narcissists are bad because they're narcissists. Right. I think that it is something that needs to be worked through with therapy and stuff. And I think Corey is a good example of that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that Corey is a bad person. Right. He is a person who is a narcissist, which is a, it is a mental illness and he needs help. So I, I don't know. I didn't want anyone to think like that we thought, oh, well, narcissists are just like inherently bad people because I don't think that at all. I think that they, that, that when you're acting the way that Corey does, it is so damaging to everyone around you. And it's incredibly damaging to yourself because you can't take responsibility for anything. And you genuinely feel like your world is imploding and, and anytime ev- something happens. And eventually it is imploding because you are tearing it down around you. Mm-hmm. Which is what Corey is basically doing. And like in, in this, in this episode, it, it, could have easily have turned into Topanga leaves him. Sean decides he doesn't want to be his friend anymore. And then Angela's gone because she's with Sean. Right. Because of how Corey was acting. Yeah. And then he literally has no one. And we've seen this happen time and time again with real people in real time. Yeah. And it is a hard thing to watch. And you do want to reach out to those people and be like, oh, you know, like, I'm here for you, but then you also don't want to be pulled into the cyclone of behavior. So it's a really tough thing. It's a tough thing um, to to allow yourself to be in those relationships, knowing that that person isn't bad and that they have no idea that what they're doing is there. And at, at some point, you kind of give up if yeah. it doesn't change at all. But I also have watched people go to therapy and through therapy recognize their narcissism and be able to start working through it and managing it in a way that is healthy and productive. And I hope that Corey does that one day. (laughs) Because I don't think he's bad. I do think he's a narcissist. But yeah, I love this episode and I thought the ending with Eric was just so beautiful. (laughs) Like, it was so beautiful. I also think it's important to point out that while it said, like, the whole graduation thing in the blurb, Corey is freaking out because everything is changing. It is not just the end of high school. It is the end of him having a room in his home that he grew up in. It is the end of seeing Sean every day. Like, that has nothing to do with high school. If he goes to Pembroke and Sean stays... And has a full-time job, they definitely won't be seeing each other every day. Mm -hmm. So, like, those things, it is a lot of change. And I do think a lot of teenagers kind of live in a nostalgic state all the time. I've been going through it with Caden where he's like, remember when we did this? And remember my friends in sixth grade? And remember this? And remember that? And I'm like, what is happening right now? You didn't even like sixth grade. Like, you hated it. Right. Um. But that, like, living in nostalgia, I mean, all of our kids do it, except for maybe Finley. I don't think he's nostalgic for anything except for Spongebob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do that, where they're just like, oh, I I wish things would have stayed this way. And you have to kind of go, uh, you do remember how much you hated this, right? So that that was very accurate. How would you feel about this episode? Oh, uh, I forgot we are talking about the episode. 
Um, no, I um, I like the episode. Uh, kind of kind of similar to what you said. Like, there's not a whole lot left for me to say. You said all the words, but I said so many words. I'm so sorry. Um, but it's uh, that's why I kind of wanted to get through it quickly because so much negativity existed in the episode but the episode as a whole was it was a decent episode it was just hard to watch because you're right like i've known so many people who have been narcissists and have destroyed their own lives the exact same way that i'm watching Corey do it Mm -hmm. now topanga doesn't leave him here and sean doesn't stop being his friend but he he runs that risk easily Mm -hmm. and he I, i i think so I enjoyed the fact that Sean called him out on his bullshit. Topanga called him out on his bullshit. Eric called him out on his bullshit. Morgan called him out on his bullshit. I do wish somebody had really, like, gone into him. Like, just how damaging and bad he was being. Just so the people who are watching this could have kind of a moment where they're like, okay, like, let me evaluate my thinking and the way that I'm reacting to things but it because it it seemed kind of like a all right everything's fine now ending but Mm -hmm. he was still saying Sean you're still making the worst decision of your life he's not gotten better but he's working his way towards it I guess like in a narcissistic way sure but it's step one right step two Get a therapist. Oh, yeah. No, I I agree. Um, but, like I said, you didn't leave me a whole lot to say about it, I don't think. I agree. Uh, Eric was great. Topanga was great. Feeney was great. Um, Sean was great. Mm-hmm. It was really good to see Sean stand up for himself and just say, okay, well, uh, this is what I want to do. It wasn't even like, a, I'm going to argue with you. Mm-hmm. It was just like matter of fact. Okay, well, this is what I'm doing. Right. And Corey freaked out. Sean didn't get upset that he was freaking out. Sean was just like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing, though. And I think, so that is, that's what I mean. So you were saying, like, you wish someone had really, like, to get the point across. But the whole thing is, is that when someone is in that state of mind, all a yelling match with that person will do is cause them to think that that person is now against them, which only implodes further so someone watching that then will go oh why is he yelling at Corey? Mm. like that's awful the way that feeney handled it and the way that sean handled it was it was perfect it was i'm not going to change my mind for you i'm not going to get up in arms over this i'm going to do what i'm going to do i, and I that's think that. i think overall all of them handled it mm-hmm. very 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 well and there's a lot to learn from that um watching the episode there's a lot to learn from it on how to deal with narcissistic behavior. Yeah. Um, it's just, I guess, because it's so understated and it's so um, accurately written, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like, to me, like, oh, I wish they had made it a little more obvious what they were doing. But then I guess it kind of ruins the whole thing. Yeah. So what am I saying? I don't know. I also want to point out one more thing. And oh, that- of course you do. And that is that, again, the emphasis on college and the emphasis on trade jobs being beneath some level is bonkers. Yeah. Like, 
he could have opened his own photography studio one day Mm -hmm. and been amazing at it and traveled the world and taken photos of people and like done these amazing things. And Corey's dumb voice could have been the one that stopped Sean from living this like crazy, amazing life. Yeah. I I think I had the thought too. And, and as far as like talking about this as a contained universe, yeah, that sucks because Sean could have gone to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but talking about it like a TV show, I'm reminding myself that, well, yes, but if that happened, Sean wouldn't be on the show anymore. Right. Like, we wouldn't have a Sean on the show. Right. Corey would go away to college, and now the show would be following Corey there. Right. Um, and they had to get from point A to point B, um, which is... Point B is them in college together because I just want to know how Sean is paying for college. You don't know if he's even going to college, but like we can't talk about he could barely like he he was waitlisted. He doesn't have a scholarship. His family is not around. Corey has a college fund. We know that because Eric had a college fund. So they have college funds in their family. And Corey is just like, come on, go to college with me. Go to college with me. And it's like, wait, Corey, are you paying for Sean to go to college? I think in the 90s, it was very expected. Like, the 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 price for college went up exorbitantly over the course of th- through the 70s through the 2000s, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's right around this time, it just became expected, like, you're not going to be able to afford school. Your parents probably aren't going to be able to afford it for you. Now student loans. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the era of student loans. Mm-hmm. We don't know anybody. Like, we graduated around the same time. Mm-hmm. Everybody that we know went to school um, ended up getting student loans. Mm-hmm. Like, most of them are still paying them off. Yeah. I have I have a couple friends that I was with them the day they paid their last. Yeah their last payment and they were just like crying with relief. And I didn't even understand like, cause I didn't go to college and they were like, no, you don't understand. Like the interest rates are so high that they were basically like doubling constantly. It was like a huge snowball of money just going out constantly. Yeah. I think the nineties were, were an especially ripe time for, well, you have to go to college, and there's only one way to do it. Take out a huge loan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of what's expected in this situation. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but really, it's just writers need to figure out a way to move on to season six. Yep. Um, Which we're almost at. It's crazy that we're almost there. Like, we are so close to the end of Boy Meets World. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. No, we only have two seasons left. Like, we're going to college soon. Well, we're not. (laughs) No, we are definitely not. We We, can't afford those student loans. We're going to bed soon. Oh, most (laughs) definitely. Um, Anyway, is there anything else you want to say? Mm, Just thank you for listening. And you're welcome. No, not you. The listeners that are listening. And you can find us. 
on Twitter. At BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us on Facebook and join our Facebook group. Yep. Answer the questions, please. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. And then hit join and then answer a couple questions. Yeah, I mean, just answer them. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, anyway, that's going to do it for us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 5, Episode 23. Do good. Class dismissed.